this is going to be a civil episode, right? There ain't going to be any arguing in the chat. It's just going to be everybody hugging and getting along and drawing paintings and shit. You Fuck paintings. the quest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone came here to see anyway. So you're welcome. Sure. There you go. You can all go now. <laughs> <laughs> you can all you can all go home now and fuck facebook wow there you go we wow. win <laughs> dude, dude there's no topping that i think we should just start the show <laughs> we should probably start the show This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm sure today's one of those days because we're doing this right now. I damn to know which one is which. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Pro. And over here to my right, my hetero life mate couldn't do it without him. My partner in crime, it's AJ from the underground PSVR underground. You know, I really wish I had my Quest 2 next to me so I could be wearing it when I said all that. That would have been uh, that would have been. I so got a pile of trash down here. I what, can I, what can I, I? What can I pull up from the pile of trash? <laughs> <laughs> oh look, it's it's fucking tethered. We, Fuck this shit. We said. <laughs> we. Said Always plugged into the this. goddamn like, wall. We're gonna keep this civil. Civil. We're gonna make sure we don't start any fanboy wars. And <laughs> no and here we are, lighting everything on fire. <laughs> what is up, Brian? What is up, Game Cats? Happy Monday. Oh. Hope you all had a great weekend. We missed you, and we are here to help your Monday suck. <laughs> Just a little bit less. Dude, and kicking off this show is Jeppy Condal with a $10 tip. It says, thank you. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you very, very much. We also got Looper, the underground game cab, the two euros. says, do you open your mouth when you eat in VR? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I didn't have to put something up to my no. face. I go, I actually do, I do this. I go, mom, 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 mom. No, but I did play Freediver Triton Down, and when I was underwater and I would hold my breath, it was a bad idea. I don't recommend it, but... But it was uh, it was a fun experiment. I mean, I didn't. I never did it on purpose. I did. I did feel like when I re- reach oxygen stations, uh, I, I found myself going like being like, "Whoa, was I holding my breath?" Like I don't know if I was doing it unconsciously or not. Uh, but I think I think I was definitely breathing less during that game for sure. Yeah, dude. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. Guys, this is where we talk about PlayStation VR and apparently the Quest today. um, Because that's just what we have to do to talk about this thing. But, guys, make sure that if you don't want to see our lovely faces here while we do the show, uh, you can head on over to Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or like 17 other uh, different podcast services. And you can listen to us uh, a little more casually over there if you don't feel like doing this live. But thank you for being here live with us if you happen to be here live with us. There's people that are happening later. We're not talking to you, but hi, everyone else. Now, how you doing? Uh, AJ, make sure you join our Discord. You should. One of these days, I, you should I come over there join, and check it I, out. I listened to your advice and I joined the Discord, mm. and I love that place, man. It is. It is where the familiar. It's. It's all about family. In the, in the Discord. <laughs> oh man, who's going to be cast for that Mega Man live action thing? That's what I want to know. You. Speaking of Mega Man, yeah, I was in the Discord streaming Mega Man and and doing some comparisons and Lost Planet Two. Love that game. 
Good times. And I and I, <laughs> I educated AJ on an old show called Captain N, the Game Master. Yeah. Before your time. <laughs> Apparently, it's a good thing I missed it. I mean, it, you know, as a kid, it was just right, it was right up there with Super Mario Brothers Super Show for me. It was like, you know, this was like, holy crap, Nintendo on TV. It's like everything I love all together. <laughs> uh, we got Waleed Saeed Baridi with the Canadian $2. says, without PSVR 2, quality VR games will not exist. <laughs> I kind of agree with Waleed. Um, but maybe that's a topic for later in the show. Guys, thank you so much. We're definitely going to want to hear your thoughts on everything that we're talking about, uh, starting with... Our very first news story of the day, which is what? I don't even know, man. I did, we didn't do a run of show today, so we're going to be all, all over the place. <laughs> oh, I got – it's all up here, Brian. It's oh, all good. up here. The first news story of the day is uh, Puzzling Places Ooh. is coming out tomorrow, and we're expected to receive review keys anytime, so likely going to be reviewing that Wednesday. For those who don't know, it is a 3D jigsaw puzzle game. Number one rated game on the quest, Brian. Uh, but it's going to be releasing with with twenty different. Uh, that, hey, that's just the press kit release. That's what it said. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just reading. I'm reading what they told me. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be dropping. It's a 3D jigsaw puzzle game. I'm hoping. Uh, I've actually heard some pretty good things about it, even though it's not really my type of my cup of tea here. I mean, it's a big 3D um, jigsaw puzzle game. It's like how? Yeah. How, how could it be bad? I want to hear, I want like to hear from the cats deal. in the chat. Are you guys gonna? Are you guys interested in puzzling places? Are you interested in putting together a big 3D jigsaw puzzle uh, in VR? Is that something that interests you? Just give me a shout out, yes or no. I, I, I'd do a poll, but I'm somewhere else right now. Uh, dude. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we, we, <laughs> I was thinking about trying to get a review for this done uh, tomorrow, for tomorrow, but I was like, I'm going to stay up all night long doing jigsaw puzzles. I, I might have to just kind of take my time with this. And then, you know, if I, this review goes up tomorrow morning, people would be like, Where, where's after the fall review? Like, listen, man, I've got priorities. And my I priorities fix that game first. jigsaw puzzles. After the fall is still a hold off. Like, I like the game. I really do. I play it uh, sometimes, a good bit, actually. But... Wait for a couple more patches. It's almost there. Yeah. I mean, if you saw my stream yesterday, I had a lot of fun playing with friends. And you can have a lot oh. of fun playing with friends. But, whew, man, there's, there's some huge control hurdles to get over. There's some huge control bugs that you can't get over. Uh, and then there's just, like, all sorts of other bugs to deal with, too. So, and, and along with the content issue that, uh, you know, we've been talking about since day one. Uh, but, yeah, you can have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but it, it wouldn't hurt to hold off at this point. Darth Vader, the GameCap, the $20 tip says, Quest, do not speak of such garbage in my presence ever again. I have been absolutely, <laughs> utterly offended. We love you, Darth Vader. He's our favorite troll. Um, he, he trolls them hard, yeah. He, he, actually, he actually left a very similar comment on the Android <laughs> Central article. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Good stuff. Uh, very glad that you're all here in the chat. Uh, so, so uh, Puzzling Places launches tomorrow for twenty bucks. Um, it's going to be, I think, five packs with like three to five puzzles in each pack, um, and uh, each puzzle can be played with twenty-five, fifty, one hundred, two hundred, or four hundred pieces. Uh, so you can uh, either make it super easy on yourself or super complicated. Um, AJ, what do you think of this being a game that? Got announced all the way back in March. It had like its own spot on the PlayStation blog. I feel like you have a lot to think say about all of this. And then here it is, December. They they said that back in March it's going to come out in December. And we're all like, you're announcing a jigsaw puzzle game 
nine months before it comes out. Like, who the fuck even cares? And then, but here we are in December, and they like, they they met their release window. Uh, you got to. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Um. Yeah. Good for them for getting that. I think it's a good time to release the game too. Uh, this is you know the holidays. Like, um, it's, it's a good family friendly game. Uh, so you know if you have folks over and uh want to want to show off something like what like that seems like a great thing to show off to family. That's like like I said, family friendly in particular. Um. Maybe not my family, but some a lot of family stuff. A lot of families out there for sure. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like with all the stress of the holidays, uh, this this actually, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. This is kind of coming coming at the right time. One of those games where you know you gotta deal with family and you got to do all this stressful like Christmas, like holiday shopping or whatever, and then uh, you come home and you just want some peace and quiet and something to just kind of mellow your brain out a little bit. And I think putting on the headset and you know, diving into one of these 3D puzzles, puzzles is is not the worst way to do that. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. The only thing I'm not crazy about is the price. It's going to be $20. And I feel like for people that were really excited about this or are really excited about it and want to pick it up, uh, $20 is like the value is there, I think, because like there's like 20 puzzles, including some DLC stuff that they've added. And, and I feel like a dollar a puzzle is, you know, not a bad price. All things considered, but if you're wanting to get people that otherwise wouldn't be interested in this game, it's like, I mean, good luck. Like people, people that aren't interested or have low interest are not going to spend twenty dollars on this. We can't even get them to buy uh, amazing games for twenty dollars, right. let alone uh, a jigsaw puzzle game. Yeah, we'll see. I, I feel like yeah, ten dollars, fourteen ninety nine, something along those lines would have been a little bit more attractive, more of an impulse purchase sort of thing. But it has yeah. been. This could be. This could be really polished, and it could be really fun, and we'd just be like, "Wow, you know what? This is exactly what I needed." So, but we'll keep you posted. Um, review Margaret list tomorrow when the game comes out. Um, I uh, I think I'll be at the dentist at that point. So so uh, AJ might have to stream this one all on his own. Um, but uh, I'll see. We'll certainly be talking quite a bit about it, considering it's so far the biggest news of the week. <laughs> well, all right. Before we get into our main headline of the evening, uh, we have a quick. Remember when you said join Discord? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you should and be like LC two five five two beats the musical game cat who went to our hashtag viewer takeover where you can leave a comment and take over the show, and we're gonna answer his question here. He put hashtag viewer takeover like a pro. What is the best game with terrible graphics, and what? is the worst game with incredible graphics. Now, I'll be honest here. Yeah, talk to me. I was really excited about this, and then I didn't do as thoroughly of an investigation as I would have liked, but I have some answers, and I think they're pretty good. So maybe maybe not the worst, best spectrum, but a damn good example of each. Well, I'll kick it off, man. And, yeah, uh, one of your first. I'll tell you that a game that I think is uh, is is really just a terrible game all around, but uh, but graphically is really impressive. Is Torn? Uh, Torn uh, came out, and I mean, I really do think that uh, despite some low resolution jagginess and stuff, it's it is a, a really fantastic looking game. It's got great art style. All the items in the environment, you can pick them up, you can throw them. You get this little. Uh, telekinesis gun where you just move the items all around the environment like it's pretty impressive and it runs on the OGs and doesn't usually crash it um, 
is so I, and I, and I'm, I was always impressed by the environments impressed by all the all the fact that every single item like even couches and love seats and everything else I mean you just pick it up and fucking throw it across the room really kind of cool um but then the puzzles were just absolute garbage and like the same thing over and over and over for the entire game uh, and I was just like man this is boring like just boring 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 gameplay uh and that's just one I've never gotten over I've always been like this looks great but I don't want to play it no. My um, yeah. What's answer... your best graphics game? Best good, <laughs> good, good looking, bad playing. This is gonna piss a lot of people off, and Whoa. I apologize again. This may be a product of me just not uh, getting enough time to do the proper research. The best looking game that is also the worst game to play. I already hate this this answer, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> is Robinson the Journey? <laughs> I cannot stand the gameplay of this game. I think if this game didn't have dinosaurs in it, nobody would like it at all. Um, I think people go, "Ooh, dinosaurs!" I can already tell the. I can already see you uh, <laughs> seething. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the gameplay is so janky and buggy and just terrible. But it's a great looking game. I, I, yeah, I mean, especially with the pro pro enhancement, it is a beautiful game. Um, it's super chill. There's no action, just exploring and kind of a collectathon uh, to kind of like updating your Pokedex the whole time. Um, I mean, I can now see let, it, let, let the record show that there's a lot of people out there that do like this game a lot, yourself like included. I've put it on yes. top 20 list before, and that's yeah. that's when there were more than 20 games available too. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I do like this game quite a bit. I, if I if I had to re-review it, um, I would rate it pretty <laughs> fucking highly. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm here in the chat. Now. I know, I know. I love everybody in the chat right now. Yep, yep. All right. So moving on to the other half of this question, which are games that play great or that are great games and don't look also uh, look all that great. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one that I don't think people are gonna like hearing, um, or most people I don't think. But Honor and Duty D Day. Uh, is a game that I it crossed my mind. Yeah, it crossed my mind. I do, I do love, and uh, and we love Reggie Strange who made the game. Uh, but yeah, even the, the dude, and I, and I got to say, you know, he, he's done a lot to it. Like he's, he he gave it a pro patch. He, he gave it some texture, uh, additional texture work. I think when you jump in now, you go, wow, you know, like you get these big maps that are expansive and everything. But overall, I think it turned a lot of people off with the graphical style. I think it was a little plain for too many people looking for a first-person shooter. Um, but, but man, yeah. but, the, but the gameplay is great. You've got 16 v 16, and, and it's just a lot of fun to run around and jump around the map. Um, and so while I, the graphics don't bother me, I think it turned a lot of people off and made people didn't even, not even want to play it to begin with. Yeah, this game's not necessarily designed about the graphics, and it's not supposed to like look amazing, and it doesn't even like look bad. It's just a simple, blocky look to it. Mm. And when you uh, contrast that to the gameplay, that is like really fun, run and gun, action packed shooting stuff, like a you know, um, like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think it, it holds more weight to it that way when you really compare the gameplay to how it looks, but. But yeah, I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with the way it looks. But I agree that um, you know graphically, it's very simple as opposed to the voiceovers. And there's definitely something wrong with the voiceovers. That's, That's the game. worst part about That's the game. game. The enemies are cut through a control point. <laughs> Who is that douchebag? I'm just kidding. Fuck that guy. Uh, um, for me, uh, I have for the worst looking game that is like the most fun or the best worst looking game, mm-hmm. Operation Warcade. Uh, um, that's a good Operation, 
All right, we're back. Um, yeah, Operation Warcade is an Operation Wolf kind of remake. And uh, I think that game is so much fun. And the more I play it, I, I, I'm like, wow, this is really good. It's a shame. But it's it's so bad looking um, <laughs> that uh, it is really hard to get into sometimes. But the gameplay is super fun. No, I 100% agree. I think that that was a, I think that was a, even a better choice uh, than what I had because yeah, the other graphics in this. And I think it's I think it's sort of intentional, right? Because they're sort of like looking for this this retro look. They're like, oh, we're make, trying to make it look like a PS1 type game. Uh, even though Operation Wolf wasn't a PS1 game, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making excuses. now. I could do a bonus one here and say Skyrim on an OG PS4. Yeah, Skyrim VR on an OG PS4 looks really bad. Yeah. Um, it was, it is like too, it was like unplayable for me until they patched it and then they gave it like a, they gave it a patch and then with a PS4 pro, mm-hmm. it looks stunning. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's my other, uh, one. I totally agree. Totally agree. And there's people out there that still think it doesn't look good. I'm like, what, I, what, what do you, what game are you playing? I think it looks so good in the headset. Um, yeah, it's one of the best looking games I've ever seen. There's actually a lot of honorable mentions for this one. And the one that came to mind first before, you know, D-Day or anything else was, uh, um, Corix. Cause Corix is such Corex, a yes. plain, simple looking game. God. Like it's the bare, bare, bare minimum when it comes to graphics, yeah. it might as well be like played on the Vectrex or something. Um, yeah. yeah, but, but man, four player, uh, competitive game and just, you know, uh, everything, yeah, like everything a command else, and conquer real time strategy kind of game. Yeah. Everything Fun. else about it is fantastic. Uh, except for the fact that it breaks PlayStation fives these days. That's not fantastic. Yep. So let's move on. Yep. Um, yeah. all right. Uh, so that brings us, Brian, to mm-hmm. our main article that we're going to talk about. All right. Well, uh, so uh, a site called Android Central uh, put out an article called Does PSVR 2 Still Have What It Takes to Compete with the Quest 2 in 2022? Uh, now, it's really... <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting because the PSVR 2 isn't out. Um, and so it's like, does this console or does this uh, headset that's not even out uh, have what it takes to compete with this thing that will be, like, by even Quest standards, outdated by the time PSVR 2 comes out, right? Because by by Quest standards, like, Quest 3 should be out by then or Quest 2 Pro or whatever the hell the next iteration should be. Like, they, they, they don't they don't sit around. They, they make new iterations of their headset all the time. Um, so a few things to mention before we get into this discussion. A, we definitely want to hear your comments as we go. Like, we will stop. We'll be reading your comments. We'll be very, very interested to hear what you guys have to say about all of this stuff. Um, two, we're talking about the Quest, right? We're not talking about PC VR. We're not talking about what happens when you hook this thing up to your PC, your $1,000 PC. Right, that is the standalone. That's a different ecosystem. That's PC VR, right? When we say the words Quest, we mean standalone Quest. And in this case, we're talking about Quest 2. Um, third... <laughs> This is going to start to feel a little bit console war-ish, right? It might start to sound a little bit fanboy-ish, right? Also, Every, we're not... Everything, yeah, everything I've said in the beginning of this episode has been purely just a joke anyways. Like, right. I don't actually mean any of that stuff. I just I just know how sensitive people get sometimes, so... Well, um, and that's the thing. People get very sensitive about the things that they love. I love PlayStation right. VR, man. Like, we, I, yeah. I still think it's the best headset out there, and it's five years old, right, compared to something that's only a year old like this. We everybody's sensitive. Everybody loves their own we, thing. We if, we take it all the time. Okay, we 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 take it on the chin. Whatever anyone says and whatever you know. What's, it, it's, what's it doing on our chins? 
<laughs> Get it off. Yeah. Um, and so, so basically, what, what, I'm, what we're trying to say is, if you are sensitive to these things and you're gonna and you're gonna get mad or angry or like you know, start like a war or something, that's not the kind of stuff we want in the chat here. We want like civilized chat. We want fun, constructive comments. Um, and so, you know, maybe this isn't the episode for you if you do get sensitive to these things. Uh, that said, fuck the quest. Let's let's start the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's start the conversation with the very beginning, then. Like, how 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 dumb is this? Uh, um, you know, no, you know, I'm start. I'm going to start the conversation before the beginning, right? Because I, I, I looked into Android Central a little bit, and I do want to say that I found that the other article I saw by them recently about the Quest, uh, he, here's here's a little excerpt from it. So this will give you a little idea where these guys are coming from to begin with. Um, they call the Quest Two the damned finest VR experience you'll get anywhere. This was from last month, by the way, and it only cost $300. This isn't a sponsored post or anything like that. It's a love letter to one of the best pieces of electronics I've ever owned. The Quest 2 has done what only the Quest could do before, and it does just about everything better than its predecessor. So many things that just don't make any sense here. So many people have said, you know, the Quest 1 is better in this regard, this regard, this regard. And this guy's just, like, fucking ignoring all that. Um, and so just these guys fucking love the Quest. So just keep that in mind as this article uh, as we get through this thing. All right, now I'm done. I thought that's my preamble. <laughs> well, I think the, I think the headline of the thing is definitely a little bit clickbaity because I, when I actually read it, um, you know, they, they have some, some solid facts in there. Um, some of it's kind of the, but, um, there's a, there's, there's at least some trying to use some evidence in there. Yeah. Of stuff. Uh, but it's not very good evidence. <laughs> Blueprint the Underground Game Cab with the two euro says, here's my constructive comment. Quest can suck it. <laughs> We're off to a good start. <laughs> All right, man. Do you want, you want to kick off this thing? you want to read this and sure. we'll respond as we go? Um, this comes from Michael L. Hicks. was written yesterday. And they say, whatever you think of meta and the metaverse, and you can criticize both for plenty, uh, the Oculus slash MetaQuest 2 is incredibly popular right now. Qualcomm hinted that Meta has shipped about 10 million Quest 2 headsets, and it was the top-selling video game product on Amazon during Black Friday. So right off the bat, <laughs> that Qualcomm thing, um, you know, shipping 10 million headsets, that means they've shipped 10 million headsets, but that doesn't necessarily represent the sales because there was people starting to come out and say, um, you know, Quest has sold 10 million. That's so awesome. Right. And it was like, wait a minute. That's not the truth, though. That means they've shipped. You know, I go to every Walmart and whatever uh, or store, walls. and there's, yeah, there's like tons of Quest jam-packed in there. So that's how many they've produced based on the, I think it's the Snapdragon um, mm -hmm. unit that's in there. And, and so, but, you know, fair enough that there are 10 million Quests out there and that, the Quest has sold really well, so this is true. Um, they say, before the Quest 2, uh, perhaps the most successful VR story was the PSVR, which sold 5 million units by early 2020 and may have sold more since. I, I wouldn't imagine a whole lot more. Not though. many more. Um, if, we're at, if we're at 6 million, that's probably about accurate. Yeah, yeah. That's like, you know, probably somewhere around there. Um, that's only a small percentage of the 116 million who bought PS4s, but is still a success story given how niche uh, VR was when it first launched. Um, the question is, can the PSVR 2 replicate that success? 
because despite the popularity of the brand and the rumored improvements to the to the headset, the PS5 VR headset has some obstacles on its road to success in 2022. Dude, I'm totally on board so far. So far, this seems yeah. like a fair and balanced article. Like they're like yeah. they're going to explore all viewpoints, and uh, yeah, so far yeah. I've, I've got nothing. I've got I've got nothing to nothing to quibble about. Yeah, it absolutely has some obstacles ahead, and we'll get into that for sure. Um, this isn't to say that the Quest 2 is better than Sony's upcoming headset. <laughs> like the Valve Index, PSVR 2 will have hardware upgrades that will help it run more powerful and visually stunning experiences than the Quest 2 could ever handle. Um, and it'll have popular Sony exclusives that make it appealing to gamers. But Oculus has significant advantages in other areas that make the Quest a much more mainstream product. Um, And they start by saying wireless VR changed the game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, again. Well, I mean, no, I mean, again, we're we're just kind of getting into it. And I don't think I don't think they've really, uh, you know, even said too much. It's still being pretty fair and still being pretty balanced. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, that's more of a picture caption thing than the, where they say wireless. Maybe I jumped the gun a little bit on that one. Yeah. So let's, so let's, uh, continue. Mo- yeah. Mo- moving on. Uh, well, hold on a second. Drag, uh, Dragoon's Eye 76 with the $5 tip says PSVR two can rock it with the right support and at a much better price for power. Yeah, they did. Um, they did mention something already, which is going to be a key point that we'll dive deep into later. But it says it'll have popular Sony exclusives um, that make it appealing to gamers. Hold that thought in mind. Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan explained that the PSVR 2 would have to plug into a USB-C port on the front or back of the PS5. Your response to that might be, duh, as you typically need a wired connection for the best VR experiences. But the Quest 2 lets you connect wirelessly through a PC over AirLink with 120 hertz refresh rate. Now, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong here, but that AirLink thing, as far as I'm, as far as I know, is not the most stable. Um, yeah. um, you know, maybe because I don't use it myself, but every single person I talk to that uses it, because we have a lot of Quest users in our in our community, we we're a very inclusive group. We like everybody. Um, but I definitely have heard that that is not uh, the most stable function. Yeah, I keep hearing it from everybody that it's not stable. Um, and so, you know, it's great while it works until it doesn't, right? Which is like, right. well, well, great. Like, so, so it's not a solution. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have people in the chat. Daniel Kaz says, AirLink works great for me. So I, I, now, okay, Craven Moorhead, AirLink is flawless for me. So we're getting people. We're getting some, some mixed reports. Saying, uh, yeah, virtual desktop is way better. VR Grid says um, AirLink is finicky. Virtual desktop is better. Okay. Uh, so again, so maybe the concept of of the wireless link to the PC, in theory, kind of works, but it's a little spotty as to which one you use. You know, that's the thing about PC. There's so many different parts and components yeah. that it can vary. Uh, someone's experience can vary. Um, quite a bit. That is depending on what they have. Very well stated. Uh, PC, PC gaming is is never the same for any two people, uh, unless right. you have the exact same build, which is almost never the case. Yeah. Okay. I definitely see a divided chat when it comes to the wireless. Actually, more people are saying 
Yeah, some people are saying AirLink is fine. Some people are saying virtual desktop is better. Sure. Some people are saying it all has issues. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so that's when, when to it, our point. Well, yeah. when it, when it comes to when it comes to uh, wireless, though, and and again, and don't and don't forget that, um, and don't forget that you know, for the purpose of this discussion, you know, the, the, this guy is calling out uh, is the Quest Two specifically. He's not saying it's the Quest line of products or when you connect right. the Quest to your PC, is it going to be better than, I mean, that's, it's, it's already misleading. Like if he's going to start integrating PC into this, if you've got a $1,200 PC, then uh, could it be better than the PSVR too? Well, now we're fucking talking right now. Now we've got some options available to us. So yep. again, you know, he, this guy's, this guy's already straying from his initial uh, thesis. Uh, so, so yeah, maybe I should continue then. Let's continue. If Sony, he says, if Sony could have emulated this tool, it could have promised high-quality VR experiences without, A, having to buy a PC, and, B, tethering people to a physical spot. Instead, Sony's choice could limit its players, limit its player base and gaming library. That I think I strongly <laughs> disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- tethering people to a physical spot. I mean, again, it's like, how far are you really walking around when you're playing VR? Let's let's talk about that first, right? I, I I've been on record the room saying, scale discussion, right? I've I've been on record saying room scale will kill VR because room because nobody like there are people out there who are like oh I've tried it and it's amazing room scale blah 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 whatever you know like more but you know some people think room scale is like oh I can like I can crouch in a game myself or i can like i can turn left i can turn right or i can take a step to the left or take a step to the right that's not room scale right when we talk about room scale we're talking about actually walking uh you know like five six seven eight steps in that direction or, or like walking you know a, a, a significant amount like more so than what the ps like the playstation vr camera is capable of, of recognizing right because that's what's going to differentiate room scale from everything else and i and i don't think that room scale really has a place in the immediate future with vr because who the fuck's going to walk around blindfolded and going to run into walls and, and, and different poles and shit? Yeah. Um, I, don't I, you I have think a stripper appeal... pole in the middle of your living room like I do? Like, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> the, the appeal of room scale tracking or whatever to me was always that just better tracking, just having good, solid tracking, being able to turn um, is nice. But I yeah. actually typically like just having like a, a seven by five foot space to kind of just have that freedom to move around. But not to like actually physically walk around and stuff, and right. you know I don't see people down the street. the The appeal to, to, to wireless that I've seen is um, mainly the ease of use and the um, and like being able to just easily put it on and, and put it on and and that's that's very nice. But there are many many flaws with that, which we'll get into um, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I will say most of the people in the chat seem to agree with us about room scale. Uh, everyone is saying what, what's helpful is the inside-out tracking, so that you don't have to, uh, you know, so that you can turn away from the camera if need be. Like you don't always have to worry about exactly where you're standing. You can take a step scale left or right, not to worry. Yeah, there there was some game that just came out. It looked like some kind of Indiana Jones dungeon thing, and and um, he just published yeah. an article about how bad his game did, and it was all based on room scale stuff and. And yeah, you have to imagine. I mean, we get a lot of people asking us questions about like PSVRs. How much space do you need for that? And saying that they don't have enough room for just that. So, um, you know that that is one of the advantages of wireless, though, is that you can take it around the house, maybe a living room if it has more space, things like that. So, certainly advantages. Definitely not saying there aren't advantages. But, anyways, to continue, many VR games. 
this is the the topic wait, of wait, the, no, the no, next well, line. There, there's, I think the second part of this uh, question. We we stopped at the tethering part, um, uh, and said Sony's choice could limit limits players uh base and gaming base and gaming library yeah the gaming library i don't yeah there's there's less games that require room scale than than uh games that don't so that's wrong that's entirely wrong yeah straight up wrong and and, in fact beat saber beat saber is the most popular game vr game of pretty much of all time right and that you stand in one spot your feet are literally planted where it tells you to put your feet and you don't move from that Right. Is like we if talk, anything, you spin around, you know, but that's. Yeah. We talk yeah. about VR being niche and it's like, well, if you want to create a niche inside of that niche, then like then then now you're talking to room scale people who have the room for it. Uh, and then you're talking to developers who have who, who are making games for like, you know, the, the, the few hundred people who are able to take their headset out to a football field or something like that. But all right, let's move on. Um, all right. So it says many VR gamers and developers never want to go back to wired only virtual reality. The original PSVR had a 14 foot cord, which is certainly long enough for the most VR experiences. Many were designed for you to be seated with a classic controller anyways. So you only needed enough to give to reach your couch or spin in a computer chair. All the all headsets at that time were wired, so developers mainly coded for seated or standing with limited mobility. I mean, he's not totally wrong, right? Like, I mean, that like we think about all the different games that you know, like Blast of the Universe and, and Super Hot and all these games that were like had me like standing in front of my couch, and then I was like all, like almost completely on the floor, and then I'm crawling back up on my couch to get away from these bullets that are coming at me in slow motion. It's like I felt like I was all over the room, but yeah, in in essence, uh, he's right. I was I was still in view of my camera. It was I was all I was working within a probably six foot uh, diameter at the absolute most diameter. Yes. This is a weird jumping point that he goes to. He says, but as the PSVR got older, many developers pivoted to the Quest, then the Quest 2, and found it incredibly profitable. <laughs> on the <laughs> Quest 2, you, on the Quest 2, you have heaps of exclusive room scale games, plus 500 App Lab games from indie developers that probably could never get an official release on PSVR. This, this is this. You're right. This is a weird transition. This is a fucking strange yeah. transition. We go from wireless to just oh, the Quest is profitable. Well, it's a newer uh, piece of hardware that's also cheaper, um, and it's the ease of use that people like about the Quest. And, and their and marketing killed it, man. Like, they're, yeah, they're, it's funny. It's funny to see what people think about the differences between PSVR and Quest. It's people think just cuz it's newer, it's better uh, because it's yeah. because it's got more marketing because they're actually Sony stopped marketing PlayStation VR 1. You start comparing all these things and people people just inherently think the Quest 2 is better than PSVR. When when I mean it's it, yes, there are things about it that are, that make it um, easier to use or, or more fun for some people. No but, denying the ease of use. Right. For the but, most part. but it's certainly not more powerful. Right, like think about the thing no. that's powering it. Um, the, the it's basically being powered by a PlayStation Three. Me- meanwhile, on the PlayStation VR side of things, you're being powered by either the PlayStation Four, which is a whole generation later than PlayStation Three, so newer must be better, right? Facebook, uh, and then on t- then it's uh, PlayStation Four Pro, which makes everything look better, or PlayStation Five, which makes a few games look amazing. So like, so it's just interesting to see what people actually think that the, that the Quest Two is even remotely as powerful as the PlayStation VR. Uh, or the hardware that's powering it. So they say 
Oh, well, yeah, this is the thing, too, is I don't think people are, you know, when he says the quest is profitable, uh, that's why people are developing for it is because it is profitable. It's not because of wireless. It's just a more profitable machine right now. And so, like, the wire, I don't think the wire really had anything to do with it. Um, there's yeah. not there's not a plethora of uh, room-scale games that are driving the Quest 2 right now um, from a software standpoint. There's there's a bunch of those apps that are available for sure. I'm sure there's more, um, but definitely not what is the driving force. Resident Evil 4 is driving the Quest 2 right now. Beat right. Saber. Um, stuff like maybe Super Hot, but again, in Super Hot, you're, you're still limited to a certain amount of space versus uh versus just being able to roam freely most people don't do that justin justin credible <laughs> um, in the chat which who we love i'm about to fucking throw you under the bus though uh he said i don't know power is subjective i play after the fall in quest 2 and find it beautiful and the zombies all move at 60 fps animation uh instead of janky 30 so Ooh, um, I, I do not like the way i think after the fall looks way better looks, on psvr yeah it looks rough mm. on quest 2 we all played it on quest 2 long before we played no, it on psvr it, it doesn't look rough it looks very clean and it looks <laughs> clear Clean's a good but there's word. but but all of the lighting all of the reflections all uh the flashlights that cut you deep are not Where are your flashlights people, justin not, yeah <laughs> yeah i know i that flashlight thing is it is very surprising to me how much people care about the flashlight i do, I do man because like flashlights in vr it's a better are but it's not things. a deal breaker well, but it's for not, me. dude it's not like they lightened up the subway station on the quest 2 so you could see in the corner it's like it's just <laughs> right, it's right. pitch black and it's like it's just darker right yeah. right you're like holy shit um but yeah, there's, no, the, there's reflections the the, and better, better the uh, the power lines that are moving uh, in in the like just all these subtle details, reflections, the the lighting, it all just it all just makes the PlayStation VR version look so much better. Uh, they need to fix the, the the you're right, the zombie thing is weird. It's like that. It's like they're stop motion. But I think, but honestly, the, if you're you got to compare apples to apples, let this thing get patched a few times. <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah. And let, yeah, Peter Taylor games. says is is after the fall fixed now. No, 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 it's not fixed on any platform. Right. If they can't even get the controls down, I don't exactly have faith <laughs> that like they they focused on the enemy animations. Um, so I, I, PSVR but, uh, is definitely on the bottom of their priority list when they released after the fall. Uh, so we'll, we'll compare yeah. apples to apples in another month when everything gets sorted out. Um, but yeah, that's, but that's our impressions at least. What's funny is they, so they say old school VR fans with good PC hardware still use their Rift S's, HTC Vives, or Valve indexes, but the numbers back up the, that most new VR players don't bother with wires. It's funny to me that they're acting like there's like generations of headsets <laughs> to make this comparison when this is just the Quest and the Quest 2. And the Quest 1 didn't even <clears> – <throat> the Quest 1 – did not sell as much as the Quest 2 did. And that was wireless as well. You know, that sold well, but the Quest 2 is is destroying it right now because of uh because of a lot of things. So anyways, they have this whole chart, but I'm not I'm just gonna ignore it right now. It's like, oh tethered uh tethered VR is expected to maintain a small but consistent player base in upcoming years. Okay. The interesting um, the interesting thing to note here, first and foremost, um, especially since they put it in big bold letters saying most v- many VR gamers and developers never want to go back and make wired only uh VR. I think that's fucking bullshit. Like just from top to bottom, I don't think there's a single developer out there that said, "Well, we don't. We never want to make another game that's that's connected with a wire 
for a VR headset. No, yeah. the, the reason they're making Quest games, the only reason most of them are making Quest games, is because it's so money, popular. Money, money, Right? That's where yeah. the money's at. Like, the fact that yeah. any of them are making, still making PSVR games is almost like a mystery. Like, Sony's got to be, like, you know, definitely throwing some bills out there. Uh, because yeah. otherwise, who the fuck would do it, man? Like, nothing's selling on PSVR right now. Like, it's a, it's a desert. <laughs> um, and nothing grows in the desert. I promise you that. So it, that's, that's why developers are making, and, and, and trust me when I say, Developers don't want to make games on Quest, for the most part. There are there are certainly some that are like you know small indie devs that are like this is great, this is perfect for my yeah. game, and it's going to make a lot of money. Great. But well, a lot what of I've heard, developers are not. What I've heard, I was, and and that's something you said before that I was actually very surprised. I was like, no, no way. And then when I went and talked to developers, <laughs> they're like, yeah, like we had to halfway through development of our game quest threw us a bunch of money to develop for it and that's basically what we've been spending the last two years doing and and to make it work on the quest was like uh, a nightmare and yeah. and yeah like that's that's not like a fanboy statement that's what literally developers are telling me and that's something i like didn't even want to believe but it's the truth um but i don't think it's that big a deal because as as long as they still make profits by selling on it then then it benefits them but for those that don't then it's like oh it was a bad idea to do that i do want to point um, out as well i know i know that we're drowning in this uh, before we even get started here uh, i do want to point out that um this is this is this is all sony's fault right if somebody put out psvr2 like two years ago or somehow got playstation 5 two years ago you know if they, <laughs> they advanced vr two years ago uh, no nobody would be playing on quest like quest they would have if they would have if they would have released new controllers, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But I mean, the, but the thing that they're they, the thing that they're doing right now, I'm fine with getting you know getting PSVR two ready. Um, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm ready for the for the next gen uh, headset. But AJ, we're good. we gotta um, move on. But I do want to give a shout out to yes. all the people who have been tipping us so far. Dreamcastic channel with the two dollar tip says they call it a wire. I call it a safety tether. Nice. Uh, Vargelsoft with the five <laughs> quid it says AJ Saturday Night Live stream. Quest 2 version, two hours long maximum and choice of choice of the... I don't have that choice of 20 games you can fit on the headset. I don't. I have the 64 gigs model, sorry. Uh, there's not going to be very many. Two hours long maximum. Oh, in the choice of 20 games you can fit on the headset because wireless is everything. Okay. I, I, I didn't understand the comment and I was like, am I reading the right thing? Now I get it. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Vargosoft. Darth Vader, the game cat, $2 tip says, I'm loving this conversation, LOL. In ET.2K9.now, I bet he is too. The $5 tip says, a desert rose grows in the desert. Oh, a dessert. Oh, a dessert rose grows in the desert. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys are the best. All right. So, and let me just say something about wi- the, the wireless thing right now. I don't know. I think the, I think the conversation is going to change. Uh, to something else. So while we're still on wireless, yeah. my experience with wireless has not been the greatest. Like I love the ease of use that it has, but I personally don't think the tech is exactly there yet because the battery life, the battery life is so bad. And then I end up like that. <laughs> I end up playing with my headset um, plugged in a lot of the time, our whole after the fall playthrough, you know, I played, we played like one hour and my my quest headset died, um, and I had to play the rest of it uh, plugged in. And then the quest is not designed to to have a wire because it's got it. Whoever designed that thing should be fired because yeah. they put the the quest headset inputs for the headphones and the the plug on the front of it or like near this, and so it like kind of like pulls from the front of your head. It's <laughs> it's really 
it's not designed to be played <clears throat> wired. It is not designed for that at all. But they could uh, – I do think the technology hopefully evolves fast enough to where there is a uh, a cheap solution that that can hold a lot of battery life um, without being too heavy. Oh, before we move on, Niles Ryan come, come, comes through preaching – Words of wisdom, man. Uh, now let's run the game feeling with a $5 tip. IMO, it's all about the games. Whoever has the most AAA games gets to throne, and so far that's been PSVR. Well, I can't wait to get to the rest we'll of this there. conversation. We'll get there. Yeah, okay. So so maybe we should uh, continue on here. Nowadays, the general consensus is that Oculus sales have decimated PC VR sales. One developer said the Quest accounts for 95% of its profit. One developer? <laughs> One developer said that the Quest accounts for 95% of its profits. While another said two months on... Oh, another one. Okay, here we go. Another one. Now it's getting juicy. Another one said two months on the Quest made more profits than four years of PC sales. With a wider base of gamers to tap, developers are scrambling to convert PC-only VR titles to the Quest, even if it means downgrading the graphical quality. Now that... I kind of agree with that. Yeah. The quest has proven to be profitable for developers again. Um, and yes, it, it is definitely destroying the PC VR um, headsets because it's so much cheaper. That's true. So it's true. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep going here before we get too far, uh, before we start running out of time. Most 2021 VR games were designed solely with mobile hardware in mind. Larger developers can afford to make PC VR versions that support more advanced graphics for hardcore PC owners, but they're in the minority. Yeah, and it's funny because the author is trying to say one thing with the statement, but as we've already told you, the the reasoning for this is totally different than what the author is trying to say. So, what does this mean for the PSVR two? Anshul Sag, senior analyst of mobility and VR at More Insights and Strategy, isn't too worried for Sony. Quote, being a wired solution may turn off some users, but I believe that PSVR 2 will be seen as a premium VR experience rather than a mainstream one like the Quest. Now, that's interesting because does premium and mainstream, I feel like... Yeah, that's not something you can really compare so that's kind of weird <laughs> i mean i do I, um, I do feel like you know if if, if you're saying mainstream that's premium, like saying a, a cell phone games ga- mobile gaming is mainstream and console gaming is premium like if, if that's if that's the kind of comparison you're trying to make then yes but again mm-hmm. i don't think this author is in the right headspace he's, he's making different kinds of comparisons than he should be what does this mean for the oh i'm sorry my concern was that some vr developers might skip the psvr too committing resources to convert mobile VR games running on Snapdragon to wired PS5 hardware for a smaller population of customers competing against big-name gaming franchises and Sony exclusives seems risky. Um, okay, hmm. let's, let's talk about hybrid games for a second. <laughs> because, because honestly, uh, this, this article seems to ignore the entire hybrid theory. Right, which is understandable because we were the ones that like leaked that news, that broke that news, that Sony is looking for a hybrid uh, model moving forward. And everybody that we're talking to is basically saying the same thing, that it's super fucking crazy easy to turn PlayStation 5 flat screen games into VR games, right? With with all the different software t- uh, techniques, uh, with, all, with the different uh, 
uh, rendering engines, everything else, um, eye tracking, uh, foveated rendering, all of this stuff combined is literally going to make it super duper crazy easy to turn PlayStation 5 games into PSVR 2 games. And yes, so, I do. No, no, I do ahead. see. I do see what they're saying here in that they're they're saying that they might be scared that developers might be scared that there's too much competition on the platform that they might have a better chance at going to the quest two or the, even the quest three in the future or whatever. If there's a smaller market, it's like you said, it's kind of like mobile phone developers, you know, taking that route where people go and start making pachinko machines uh, because they're more profitable, despite that being the, uh, you know, thing that everybody wants. Um, they also follow up to this by saying, but Sagra suggested that Sony will have no trouble convincing plenty of VR developers that the platform is viable for sales. At the same time, he said that, quote, Sony still very much has stronger content partnerships than Meta, and I believe they will leverage those relationships to push PSVR 2 forward in spite of the Quest 2's success, end quote, he says. Um, specifically, he says, quote, the hybrid VR game approach yeah. with key Sony IPs could be a successful play on its own, mm-hmm. end quote. So as with the original PSVR, it'll depend more on regular games converted to VR than games designed for VR from the outset. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the big thing that I have come to realize. You look at the Quest uh, uh, and all the amazing games that, that I've heard about this year, stuff like Demio and, and a couple other ones. There are amazing independent games. But what one game of the year at the Game Awards? Not Demio, not some of these other things that people are praising. <laughs> Resident Evil 4, a remaster of an old game. I believe, personally, that gaming is what's going to set VR into the mainstream. You know, there's the whole metaverse metaverse thing and whatever. That's not – people aren't playing VR to go and do work and school and jobs and and whatever, do their taxes from VR. They want to escape. Who the fuck cares? They want to be immersed. They want to be immersed in their gaming, and that's, to me, from day one, that's why we're here. Because And that's why we never – abandoned psvr because we like gaming um and and you know uh, even despite the headset psvr being at its lowest point ever because it's you know gearing up for the next gen we've still been getting games and we're like yeah we're fine with this this is why we're here is for games and not a lot of other people see that um but yeah i think and and this what you said so tell me more about this this hybrid approach dude I mean, let's. I, I I think you nailed. I think you nailed it, man. I think you nailed it when you said the Resident Evil Four, one game of the year. It's, a, it's the highest selling, most rated game on the Quest right now. Like it just that that speaks worlds. You can like there are always going to be VR gamers that go, I want games built from the ground up for VR. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. The hybrid theory uh, that Sony's putting out there. The hybrid theory. Why do I keep saying that? The hybrid, the hybrid model. <laughs> is it is hybrid theory an album? Is that Offspring? It's a, it's a Lincoln Park album. Lincoln I know. Park. Every time you say that, I'm like, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park. It just me way up, man. Like, I, I start thinking about other things. But, uh, yeah, but but the hybrid model that Sony wants developers to adopt is one where the games feel like they were built from the ground up for VR. And so it's it's almost as if if Sony gets their way 
all of these games that are making the transition into VR, it's not going to be Resident Evil 7 as we know it now on PlayStation VR versus the flat screen. It's like the same game with, you know, some head tracking. Uh, but but it's crazy immersive, of course, with different conversation. It's going to be, hey, you have two hands, and your orbs are your hands, and you get to interact with things, and it feels like this game was inter like made from the ground up for VR. And again, it doesn't seem like, according to Sony, that this is going to be that difficult to achieve. So we're going to get sort of the best of both worlds, I think. We're going to get not only the AAA games that, again, everybody, the, 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 the silent majority, apparently, seems to want. Everybody wants these big AAA games in VR, right? Because that, that's, that's what's getting we, voted well, on. That's, that's what's selling. That's, that's what we have heard from day one was that people wanted AAA games. But what we <laughs> but we what we've learned though is that just any old AAA game is a huge risk. We saw Guerrilla Cambridge with rigs closed down. We saw some other Sony uh studios that were just VR specific closed down VR. because it's Done. so much easier to invest in games and IPs that are that already exist that are already super popular and then to go back into them and retool them uh, and make them feel built for the ground up for VR, like Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. That uh, was probably so much easier to do that and make way more profit off of something versus having an entire division building. Now, I, of course, VR built from the ground up games just for VR specific reasons and all that. That's going to be important too. But I think indie devs are going to be driving a lot of that as well. Um, that's where that's where indie devs might thrive. Even uh, that's is, where the innovation has you know, always been. Always. But, but what what the evidence shows from this year is that people would rather have uh, popular IPs, popular games, nostalgic experiences, uh, re-experiencing the their their favorite games of all time in VR for the first time and they'll take a little bit of jank you know resident evil 4 it it has like things where it pops you into third person and you push a shelf over or the the cutscenes are like flat you know people are willing to take that as long as they get the rest of the experience and i think they did a good job with the uh the resident evil 4 um version um but the, you know there were some limitations because the code is so old and or the game is so old and they weren't able to just really go in there but games are being developed now with popular ips and they'll be able to easily convert these games into with into vr modes like a no man's sky for example right right and so i mean so i think it's so important to say that the triple a space in vr is going to be so important moving forward because as we've seen with the vita as we've seen with psvr1 as soon as triple a leaves that space so does the audience immediately like that is it. Like the the audience goes with AAA, and now indie indie developers are always going to you know push like push the needle forward in terms of innovation and creativity. And I love that. That's so important. Like that we need indie games to basically you know to fill the void and to keep AAA developers on their toes. And uh, but to, between all of those AAA games, we we need the indie games. We need we need these things. I don't want to yes. call them filler because like you know they're important and, and we love them. But you know in, um, in in a visual scheme, like when you're looking at a release schedule, we need that filler, right? Right. So, well, you have some and you have some breakthrough games too. You know we sure. there's there's a lot of indie games that are that are you know Beat Saber's an indie game, Super Hot's an indie game, yep. Saints and Sinners. Is an indie game, even yep. though it doesn't seem like it. Um, so yeah. yeah, there's there's nothing indie indie games nowadays does not mean the same thing that indie games twenty years ago or twenty five years ago meant. Um, there is a much much different meaning now behind that. So, um, AJ, I know we're running behind, but 
Looper the Underground Game yeah. Cat with a two euro says more competition means more games, not less. Totally agree. Et. Yeah, and I've always. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> ET. Well, let me just because that because that yeah. comment. Yeah, I've always said competition is a good thing. I like the success that Quest is having because it's getting more people into headsets, getting more people. You know, they're doing a lot of marketing uh, right now that is helping spread the word about what VR is. And, uh, you know, they piggybacked off a lot of, uh, you know, Sony success. Sony piggybacked off a lot of the early on PC success. And then it kind of goes in a circle. Oh, yeah, and that'll come into play at the end of this article, too, uh, when it comes down to sales figures and everything. Like, th- th- this guy speculating about how much PSVR 2 will sell is he's not he's not taking into account. I mean, he mentions it, but I don't think he understands how many of the Quest 2 owners. It, the Quest 2 is sort of a stopgap for them going, well, I'm just going to pick this thing up while we wait for PSVR 2. I mean, that's what our audience tells us 24-7. Is that like, hey, I picked up a Quest 2. I'll be back as soon as PSVR 2 gets here. I was like, We'll be here. Uh, okay, uh, that's also gives us et.2k9.now with the five dollar tip. Says, "Damn it, AJ, don't you don't you take doing my taxes in VR away from me?" <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. That's good. I Nobody didn't even read wants that to before do their taxes in VR. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Po Trek F with the uh, one uh, ten plantains. We're gonna go with plant maybe plantations. Triple uh, A yeah, most would. important. Maybe I would like to do it. Triple <laughs> A most important still. Why no wireless in PSVR 2? You know, let's, do we address this later or do we just, just address this now? Let's address this now because I because eventually it's going to get away from yeah. us. There's, yeah. the, the interesting thing about the PlayStation model, right? PlayStation VR 1 came out five years ago and there's still not a follow-up to it, right? Quest 1 came out like, what, two and a half years ago, three years ago? And there's already been two of them. And there's about to be – and it sounds like there's going to be another one, right? Whether we get a Quest 2 Pro or a Quest 3, whatever it is, before PlayStation VR 2 comes out, I guarantee you there will be another Quest headset. And so it's just a different model, right? I do think, though, that eventually PlayStation will say, hey, your PlayStation 5 is the thing powering this thing. That's where all your games are, right? This is just just a monitor that's strapped to your face. So we're going to give you the one that's wired. And then then a little bit down the road, once we perfect the technology, we're going to give you – we're going to give you the option – it's not a better headset, but if you need a headset that doesn't have a wire, then this is then here's your option, right? It's a, so it's not like, oh, I have to upgrade to this, like like people from the Quest had to upgrade to the Quest 2. It's just an option. It's a different skew that like you'll never need to upgrade to if the wire doesn't matter to you. Um, so I do think we'll see that coming out, P.O. Trek. I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, the tech, again, the tech has to evolve. There has to be, they've, this isn't me just making this up. They've literally had their research and development team come out and say, you know, they, of course, are looking into all these things, but the, uh, high power, uh, or long lasting battery life with being in such a small unit is not there yet. A lot of VR is waiting for the technology to develop. And I, and I think that the cool thing about, you know, when people complained about the PSVR 1, it wasn't that it had a wire. It, ha- it was that it had a lot of wires and a bunch <laughs> yeah. of, uh, you know, the breakout box and, like, the friggin' six wires that comes with it. That's why they are confident in this one wire. Also, I think this is going to be an important part in keeping the cost lower yeah and still maintaining a high uh you get benefits from it i mean it's a lower cost and you get uh high fidelity uh graphics yeah peter trek responds by saying so i have to buy it two times that's not a good decision i think you missed everything i said bud you don't need to buy the second one unlike the fact that you have to buy a quest 2 right now 
if you want to play Resident Evil, if you want to play Ultra Wings 2, if you want to play all these games, you have to buy a Quest 2. You don't have right. to buy an upgraded PSVR 2 model because you because right. all the games you've got work on it. This, it would be the same. It would just model. be a wireless. If they did a PS... I'm hoping we see that like a couple years into the, the PSVR 2 lifecycle where they, you know, I hope the tech evolves fast enough to where there's a second model uh, with, like you said, it's still the same thing. It just uses that Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5.1 and uh and it's just a, a psvr2 pro uh yeah. for like you know if you will right uh and then finally uh Waleed Said Faridi with the Canadian $5 tip says I will be happy with the psvr2 as it would mean high quality games guaranteed I do want that wire to be strong and thick if possible be replaceable <laughs> yeah I think that's uh I think it'll probably be detachable from each end pretty simple yeah. all right man we gotta we gotta move let's keep moving on with this article Oh man, we have a lot of this article left. Um, check the Discord real quick too. My little comment to you. Uh, it says so. They say the uh, a VR acquisition. Wait, hold on, let me make sure I'm in the right place here. Um, so most. Uh, let me see. I, I kind of lost track of where I am, where I was. Um, most 2021 VR gamers were designed solely with mobile hardware. Am I? No, I already read that. My concern, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, I know where I am. A VR acquisitions war. In recent years, Meta has brought up the most promising VR developers that struck gold on its platform. It purchased Beat Games, Beat Saber, Big Box VR, Population One, Mm -hmm. Downpour Interactive, Onward, Sanzaru Games, Asgard's Wrath, and Ready at Dawn, Lone Echo. It has also signed non-exclusive deals with other developers to bring VR games to its platform, including Vertigo Games, Arizona Sunshine. Looking over the various PlayStation Studios acquisitions, two jump out, Insomniac Games and Fire Sprite. Insomniac is most famous for, their new, for the new Spider-Man games, but also made several VR hits like Stormland, while Fire Sprite made the Playroom VR and the Persistence. Generally speaking, Sony's acquisitions are less specialized with larger gaming teams that make both VR and non-VR games. Um, Oculus acquired smaller teams that achieved disproportionate success, likely at lower acquisition costs. But Sony could also use these studios to create games that all PS5 owners can play, but that also work better in VR. Um, Gamers are obsessed with buying consoles with exclusives. True. Uh, Meta knows that and has partnered with or bought devs to get plenty of Quest-only titles. So devs know that if they strike gold, Meta might buy them out or, or give them more resources to succeed. So Sony might do well to acquire or partner with more indie developers of its own in the next year or so to signal to developers that it is willing to play ball as much as Meta is. Or it could stick to what it knows best and convince major publishers to push out to put out VR versions of popular franchises such as Hitman 3 VR. Time will tell if big name hybrid releases or cheaper grassroots games drive more heads into headsets. I mean, I don't disagree well, with I, any of this, right? This all makes this yeah. all makes perfect sense. Sony should, Sony would be really smart to start picking up a lot of smaller devs uh, that are good at making in, uh, making like indie VR games. The fact is, though, I I question so many of the acquisitions that, that Facebook has made because it's like yep. there some of them are one hit wonders. You know, you can look at the right. pop one devs. It's like sure they made Smashbox Arena before that, but that wouldn't be a hit, right? Their no. pop one is their one big hit, and then and then you've got Beat Saber, who's made 
or beat games who's made beat saber <laughs> like and, and they, so they they did that really well and it's like well this is interesting but like i don't understand that business model like is is there going to be an exclusive beat saber too so and i think and i think sony is is a little bit more judicious with their purchases they look for people with better track records or more interesting track records or more diverse track records um and so i think that they do the same thing uh it's just not quite as obvious yeah i don't I don't think that you know we'll we'll have to find out. But off the top of my head, I would I would definitely think that something like um, you know paying these supporting these developers, maybe even having a specialized team going around and helping doing these conversions as well, uh, will play a big role. Or maybe something with the architecture of the PSVR two and the structure of it makes it you know like I said, it's it's. The difference here is that PSVR 2 is going to have the hardware to make this a lot easier to achieve. Um, originally, you know, developers still don't know how to use move controllers. Well, not all developers, just the most recent game. Um, they've shown that they still don't know how to, you know, convert a, uh, a game into move controllers. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, you've seen the difference between... Look at what Population 1 did, which is, I know, one of the biggest multiplayer games. And then look at Resident Evil 4 and just adding that mode, like paying Capcom to do that. Um, when when you, uh, when the, when you Meta did their whole uh, Kinect thing, they did like an hour-long presentation. What's the one thing people cared about? Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah. Um, these kinds of big-name IPs, these kinds of games, these are what... To answer your question, Mr. Article Guy, these are what drive people into the headsets first. Um, what made me buy PSVR was stuff like Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, Skyrim. Um, when I heard the Skyrim, I was like sold, you know, yeah. um, because I was waiting to – it's a long story behind it. But, but, but I waited a little bit to make sure it was getting support. They said Skyrim, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, you're – PSVR 2 will have the power um, to support some some AAA games like this. And that's, you know, Grand Theft Auto VR, Gran Turismo 7 VR, um, the Resident Evil Village VR. The, these are what we've said over and over. These are the games that are going to get people to buy the headset. And then, the you know, from there, it's fair game. Uh, people will naturally gravitate towards whatever experience they're looking for, whatever gameplay style they like, and they should have plenty of options in that space. Um, and I think there's a lot of room for indie devs and other devs to take advantage of. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I, and I also think that's a pretty good place to stop. Um, this, this article definitely goes on a bit longer, and we can, we can certainly pick it up in, uh, on, on Wednesday's show. And, you uh, want to see a part two? Yeah. You guys want a part two? Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, because because uh, it's it's really you know we we said well we'll just read through it and respond it as we respond as we go, but I didn't realize yeah. that we were going to have nearly as much to say as we did. Um, yeah, shocking, yeah. right? Because we never talk yeah. at all. So, um, but yeah, guys, let us know. Let us know if you want us to finish this on Wednesday. Uh, we definitely will. But we and we guys, we do have to wrap this up. So let's move on to PSVR twenty questions. It is my turn, Woo-hoo. guys. If this is your first time watching PSVR twenty questions. Make sure. Uh, shout out to Damon Hatfield out there because we totally stole this from GameScoop. But uh, I'm going to be the host. I've got a game in mind on PlayStation VR. And AJ and everybody in the chat helping him out has 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game that is. 
I'm going to put six minutes on the clock, courtesy of Timertopia, because they're awesome, and they always use their timer for free. Uh, good stuff. Go check out Timertopia on YouTube. AJ, are you ready? Yes. Everybody Let's in chat, do this, you ready? Man. Let's do it. Go. All right. Does it have move support? No. Does it have aim support? No. Is it DualShock 4 only? Yeah. Does that have like rider support? Um, do you, does it have full locomotion? No. Okay. Can you control this game hands-free? Yes. Okay. So it can be a hands-free game. I, I had a feeling that's where we we're going with this. Um. <clears throat> Let's see. Hands-free control game. <laughs> Is it a quest game? <laughs> uh, no, it's not a real question. Oh. Ooh. Oh, man. They've already got it. Is this yeah. game uh, about soccer? Yes. <laughs> is this headmaster? It is. Seven questions. That was so fast. <laughs> Boom. That was so Dude, fast. Dude, who Holy was God. that? Shades of Grey Matter, I think, I saw first. Oh, man. They knew right away. Wow. Boom. Holy crap. That was so good. This is one of my favorite money. titles. Money. Cats are money. <laughs> so <good. laughs> All right, you guys. Well, good job, everybody. That was super duper fast. Uh, it's, it's always more fun when it goes down to the wire, but uh, that was really, really impressive. I don't think so. I like the fast and easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's what she said, but does that make sense? Um, no. All right, you guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out hang, hanging out with us. I know this was more of a controversial episode than we usually do, uh, but, man, it's fun. It's fun to explore but these kind of things. look forward to part two on Wednesday because we're going to revisit this article if we can make sense of it. Yeah, yeah, we certainly will. We certainly will. Won't be, it won't be the headline, so I, you'll just have to know. It'll be our secret to come back and see the rest of it. Um, oh, you want to do a poll for you want to do a poll for uh, part two while I well, – nah. well, No, nah, we're just going to no. do it. No. Okay, that works too. <laughs> we we asked them if they wanted it, but like, we're just gonna fucking do it either way. Because I mean, because <laughs> I mean, because we'll talk about puzzling places for sure, but then we'll have thirty nine more minutes to fill after that. So yeah, we'll have some time to kill. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thanks to everybody who helps this channel out. You know who you are. Uh, there's so many people uh, behind the scenes that, that make my life so much easier, and I love you all so so very much for it. Uh, shout out to everybody who tipped. Thanks to everybody on patreoncom games. Thanks, uh, of course, to all of you also who sat back and watched. So didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Guys, click the like button. Also, subscribe to AJ at PSVR Underground. Whenever I'm slacking off, go usually, go check out and support my uh, top ten PSVR games. It's just a personal list. Uh, but I put a lot of thought and consideration into it. It's not my just my favorite games list. I really believe that uh, these were the best ports, games, implemented games, all sorts of stuff. So go show that some love if you get a chance. And, uh, you know, if you haven't, check those games out as well because you know, a lot of those games uh, could use some extra support. And then tell him how wrong he is about his placement of Blair Witch. <laughs> Alberto Mopano <laughs> Gal Gato. Can we cue the cat? Cue the cap, right? Because I want to say, see you guys Wednesday to Marcusor. Clever girl. Miles Dyer, you have a great evening as well. ET.2K9.now. Uh, Dan Kiefer, Twitch and Single Player Game Cat says, play more dreams. I agree. Brax Pro says, well, in case I don't see you later, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Scott Jessica Peterson, Harry Fell, PSVR Game Cat for life. Later, man. Justin Cassidy, meow. 
oh, time to play with Game Cats. I caught some of your uh, uh, comments during the stream, and I'm glad. Uh, thank you. I'm glad you, I, that you liked that Alva was on the list. I liked it too. That's why I put it there. All you are is history. The Jimmy Cat. He's no longer the Shrimp Cat. Um, no, that wasn't a new record, but that was uh, that was my pretty, same record. Pretty damn. Hey, real dope. Gabriel Double for the license meow game cat. Yeah, mine was seven years was five. Uh, it says F1 Robinson the Journey 2, PSVR 2. Oh yeah. <laughs> Preach. I would rather, I would rather Crytek give us Crisis and the Crisis trilogy in VR. So, so you don't want I something built Cry- from the ground up for VR? You just want ports of old uh, games, I, AJ? I, I, yes. Is that all you yes, want? Yes, I, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Peter Taylor. Yes. <laughs> the Triangulator. <laughs> Have a good day as well. The better PSVR. Let's rock, baby. Vargosoft, uh, later to you as well. See you Wednesday. Mark Pringles Leaf, your secret is safe with us. Upgrade Gamer 90. Jolly good show, he says. Ooh, Mick Coles, throw some shapes. Jason Ewing, have a great night. Serial Killer the Wired without room scale game cat. I love it. <laughs> great tantrum. JP, good to see you. JP, the legend in the house. Longtime supporter, years. Been with the family. Jazzy J, the Terramage Game Cat. Thank you, man. I'm glad you enjoyed. We'll see you again Wednesday. Hard to get. Uh, old Darth. Bye-bye. Ian Stanbridge, uh, dude, says they need to add dinosaurs to Crisis. That is the perfect answer. Best of both worlds. I fucking love it. Good answer, Ian. <laughs> I agree. Paper Wings, the Game Cat. Good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen your name in a long time. Oh, yeah. uh, good back. Uh, the fastest Scotsman alive, and he's gone. Um <laughs> Herb, the 247 Game Cat, let it to you, homie. Seymour, Holly Jolly Game Cats. I love it. Getting in the Christmas spirit here. Uh, and L of the Game Cat Army, good night to you as well. Yeah. Guys, join the Discord. Come kick it with us. We always hang out and talk about Hell yeah. God knows what. God knows. But well, it's I, awesome. Always. I think we know. I think we know. We're certainly going to not be bashing the quest in Discord tonight. That's for sure. No, we got to have our system. Never do that. <laughs> no, and you know what? Like, I know we joke around and everything, but thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for uh, so for for being there with us tonight and, uh, and and having a nice civil conversation. It easily could have turned into a big console war, flame war, whatever. Man, so glad that you guys all have good heads on your shoulders yeah, and we're able to entertain this conversation without getting all fucking crazy. So thank you very much, and thanks for the mo- thank you mods who probably handled some stuff that I didn't see. <laughs> Jolly good show.